Amen. Go ahead, stand to your feet and turn in your Bibles to our foundational text that we have been utilizing uh, pretty much the entirety of the whole month. That is 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I'm going to read again down uh, verse number one down to verse number seven. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Verses 1 down to verse number 7. Are you there? Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I become sounding brass or clinging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and know all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long. Love is kind. Love does not envy or is jealous. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believe all things, hopes all things, it endures all things. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, empower me by your Holy Spirit, Lord, to speak that which you have uh, desired to speak and communicate through your people. Father, I, like the Apostle Paul, not come, do not come with the wisdom of words, but with power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, will you breathe on us, Lord God? And will you breathe through me, Lord God, so that, Lord, those who are hearing, Lord, will be forever changed and transformed by what they hear today. And, Father, ultimately, much fruit will come from it. We love you and we praise you. And all God's people said amen. amen. Come on, you can be seated in the Lord's presence this morning. We kicked off our love series a couple of weeks ago, and we explained that love is the greatest gift. We talked about in that message how that love must be foundational in everything that we do. It is the driving force behind our work, our service, that we understand that love is something that we must prioritize in the kingdom of God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We talked last week about the fact that love is patient. One of the things we understand about God is that God is very, very patient with us because God wants to redeem man. And so the reason why God allows so many of the things that he allows today is not because he is uh, turning his face to it or he's not uh, in tune to what's happening. But God is very patient. And part of this, and Paul was Paul was talking about here in First Corinthians chapter 13, is is really that we might learn and understand the character of God so that we can make sure that we are exuding that character of God with people that we communicate with on a regular basis. And so what 1 Corinthians chapter 13 really does is give us kind of a, uh, the characteristics of what love is. How do we know that love is more than just a word? Love is, listen, we can say I love you all day long, but love is not really manifest or until it's demonstrated. See, love is action. Everybody say action. Love is, love is expressed in what we do and, watch this, and how we treat one another. 
That is the essence of what Paul was getting at. So when Paul was really just kind of writing 1 Corinthians chapter 13 to the, to the church at Corinth, he was really giving them the attributes of what love is because the church at that particular time, this particular church, they had so many issues that they weren't walking in love. And so Paul wrote the letter to explain to them, okay, here's what real love looks like. So then he begins to talk about the characteristics of love. Love is patient. And today we're going to talk about another characteristic of love is, and that is jealousy. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 4, it says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Everybody say envy. Or is not jealous. So I want to talk about that this morning because one of the characteristics of love is that we understand and that we fully support other people that God is blessing. Uh, how many of you know that uh, the evidence of walking in love is when you genuinely, everybody say genuinely, genuinely, applaud the success of others, even if it's at your expense? You know, I, I've, been, uh, I've been saved for a minute, and, uh, and I've seen uh, and witnessed firsthand of what jealousy looks like amongst the people of God. How many know that jealousy is not supposed to be something that we ascribe to? Jealousy is something. How many know that when we're not when we're walking in jealousy, we're not walking in love? I've seen people in the church and, you know, that compete against one another. And, you know, here's what you had in First Corinthians chapter 13. You had the church. Many of them, they were gifted. They were. Uh, you know, God had, had God had equipped them, but many of them, they were just kind of stepping all over each other's toes. You know, they were stabbing each other in the back. They were gossiping over each other. They were jealous. It was like one person trying like like crabs. You ever seen a bunch of crabs in the barrel? How when they, they when crabs are trying to get out, the other crabs trying to pull them. You, you know what I'm talking about? And so here's what was happening here in, in the Corinthian church. And so one of the things that Paul said is that when you genuinely love someone, you are not jealous of them. How many know that whatever God has called you to do, nobody can stop it? Here's the thing. I've never understood jealousy. Here's why I don't understand jealousy. Because, because we, how many know that God has gifted every one of us? And if God has appointed me to anything, there is no man, no demon in hell that can get in the way of what God has already ordained for me. Because if God has called me, how many know God is going to make it happen? He's going to make it happen. There ain't nothing nobody can do. I don't need to get jealous over you and what your gift is and what you can do. Why? Because God has gifted me. And by the way, God has gifted you so you can be a blessing to me anyway. Amen. Are you hearing me? And so understanding this, like I've un I never understood people fighting each other, people all upset, and people get attitudes, and, and people get jealous, and not under but at the same time, they talk about how much they love the Lord, how much they're trusting in God. How many know you can't curse what God has blessed? <laughs> and so what we need to be doing is we need, to, we need to just wrap ourselves in the presence of God. We need to enjoy what God is doing in our lives and say, Lord, use me. And if it happened to be that somebody else is anointed and they are gifted and doing whatever it is they're doing, you know what I'm going to do? I don't know about you, but I'm going to affirm what they're doing. Even if I thought I was supposed to get it, you know, that's usually when people have an issue. When, when you know, when, when, when they think they're supposed to have something and, and somebody, y'all don't want to talk to me this one, and somebody else step in there and, and all of a sudden everything changes. We forget that we're on the same team. 
We forget that we're called to walk together. And it is a terrible witness to the outside world when the church has people, people inside the church are jealous over one another and fighting each other over position. Got people standing up, singing, preaching. Paul said that some people even preach the gospel out of jealousy. Paul wasn't really affirming jealousy, but what he was saying is he had a bunch of people who were doing it for all the wrong reasons. And the reality of it is, is that if we are really going to be different than everybody else, how many know that we got to start acting like it? We got to come to a point, and I, and I, and I say this with, with conviction, we got to come to a point that in our hearts, we applaud the success of other people. When, when, listen, when, when, and, and I'm not, listen, I'm not just talking about inside the church, because some of us relegate things sometimes to just here, but then we go out in the workplace and we act jealous when somebody get a promotion you thought you were all to have, you all to have gotten. So we, we, we act a certain way in here, but then we step out into the workplace and we walk around with our lips poked out. How many know it's a terrible witness? Because God, how many believe that God is in control of all things? How many believe that God is pulling the strings of your life? How many of you believe that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord? Then why in the world, what in the world do I have to be jealous about? Not one thing. I don't need to be jealous. How many know I need to be secure in who I am? Because I, we said this in the Bible study the other night, and I think it's worth saying again today. There's nobody on the planet like me. Amen. Amen. <sighs> I'm a bad boy. Nobody, listen, there's nobody, you, every one of you can say that. There's nobody in the world like you. You are unique. There ain't but one you in the world. Enjoy that. Embrace that. How many know that we don't control this jealousy? Here's another thing I've noticed. This is, this is, I've noticed this in the church. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to get to the word here in a second. But here's the thing that I've noticed. That, that people sometimes who are controlled by a jealousy spirit will, will, will do, listen, listen to me, they will do ministry or pursue a ministry based on jealousy. This is what I've seen. I've seen because they see somebody else doing something and it's like, well, who, you know, I, I can do that. And out of a spirit of competition, they're doing ministry that they're not called to do. They're doing it out of a spirit of jealousy. And so, so and when you do, how many know when you're doing something you're not called to do and you're motivated out of jealousy, you're just going to have a big flesh mess. <laughs> That's all it's going to be. Flesh. So we got we to gotta run from this thing. And how many know that jealousy got some friends? <laughs> Low self-esteem. Anger. Suspicion. What are you doing? What are you doing? You trying to take something from me? What? Are you, what? 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 Huh? what are you? Insecurity, and watch this. Even the spirit of murder. Let me tell you some jealousy that is mature will hurt somebody. But God, if God ever revealed to you that somebody is really, really jealous of you, you better watch your back. You don't need to scare them. You just need to be aware. We'll talk about that. We're going to come back, that, come back to that in a moment. So I've got a couple of verses. What does the Bible say about jealousy? 
James chapter number 3, verses 14 to 16, says this. Watch this, church. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly. Look at this. Sensual and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Now, now watch what, listen to what, Paul is, what, what James is saying here. See, a self-seeking person is a person that is primarily seeking for what's in their own interests. They're, not, they're more concerned about how they can benefit than about helping others. How many of you know that Jesus, he gave of himself. He poured of himself. He was always thinking about other people. Are you hear what I'm saying? And in ministry, you know, know that's ministry 101. The reason you do ministry is for the benefit and the edification of other people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It, it is not about just you. Are you hearing that? Self-seeking people, they have, their motives are selfish. Paul said it this way. He says, don't boast and don't lie against the truth. In other words, don't fool yourself. Don't try to act like that your behavior is a God thing. Paul said it is, I'm sorry, James said it is demonic. Jealousy is a demonic spirit. It began, how many know it began in heaven? That's why Satan in part was kicked out because Satan was jealous. He said, I want to be like the most high God. Who does God think he is? I want to send my throne above the stars of God. Satan is a jealous spirit. And, 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 and no wonder that he influenced his kids the same way. So, so the Bible says that he was booted out of heaven, kicked out. And what does Satan do today? He stirs people up. And so, listen, and he stirs up these attitudes and these emotions. And, and, and sin has crept into the world. And, and now you're, we're in a situation that, that, that how many know that jealousy is, is, jealousy is a beast? And it's demonic. I mean, you know, this is, this is a good reason to run away from the spirit of jealousy. It has its roots in the demonic. He says in verse number 16, look at this. For where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing are there. Everybody say confusion. God is not the author of confusion. God is the author of peace. He said, boy, when there's jealousy, there's some backbiting, there's some stabbing, there's some undercutting, there is some gossip, there is all, listen, every evil work you can think of, it is there when jealousy is in the house. Proverbs 14.30 says this, a sound heart is life to the body. But envy or jealousy is rotten in, rottenness to the bones. How many know jealousy ain't good for your health? That's what that scripture means. Jealousy ain't good. You ever met somebody that's really controlled by jealousy? I mean, honestly, that's controlled by jealousy. Let me tell you something. They are tore up spiritually, emotionally, and physically. 
Are you hearing me this morning? A sound heart is a life, is life to the body, but envy is rotten to the bones. It makes you sick. That's Bible. Everybody say that's Bible. Galatians 5, verses 19 and 21. Now look at this verse. This is a powerful verse. Now, Paul here is talking to the Galatian church, and he talks about the works of the flesh. Look at it. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, and here it is, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, Heresy, is anybody puking yet? Envy, murder, drunkenness, revileries, and the like of which I tell you before, just as I also told you in times past, those who practice, everybody say practice, such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I want you to understand something. Obviously, jealousy is a work of the flesh. We understand that. But do you not know, did you notice that jealousy is ranked with, is, is a high level sin and it's ranked up there with lewdness, hate, adultery, and murder. But yet, it's a spirit sometimes that, that, that we sometimes, even within the church, we welcome that spirit sometimes. We walk, I mean, sometimes we walk, we walk around with a little bit of jealousy, man, and boy, let me tell you something. We let that spirit control you, and how many know that that spirit is a hard taskmaster? He will wear that, that, that jealous. Let me tell you something. Jealousy will wear you out because it keeps you busy. Keep your head on the swivel. Are, are it's, it's funny, but it's not funny. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? <laughs> Proverbs 27.4 says this. Wrath is cruel and anger is torrent. But watch this. But who is able to stand before jealousy? He's saying, man, jealousy is a beast on steroids. Stronger than all of it. And it's been the destruction of many places, peoples, things, and yes, even the church. Jealousy. How do you know it ought not be named among us? Let's take it a step further. Um, turn with me in 1 Samuel, chapter number 18 in your Bibles. We're going to talk about this morning how jealousy controlled a king. First Samuel chapter number 18, I'm going to start in verse number, number 6. Now it happened, as they were coming home, when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women had come out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing. To meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, with musical instruments. So the women sang as they danced, and they said, now here's a hit song. Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Then Saul was very angry, and the saying displeased him, and he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousand and to me, they have ascribed only a thousand. Now, what more can he have but the kingdom? Look at that, church. Do you see where this thing is going? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. 
And it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from God came upon Saul and he prophesied in the house. So David played music with his hand and as at other times, but there was a spear in Saul's hand. And when Saul cast the spear, he said, I will pin David to the wall. Translation, I'm going to kill him. But David escaped his presence twice. Now, Saul was afraid of David. Watch this, church, because the Lord was with him, but had departed from Saul. Therefore, Saul removed him from his presence and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved wisely in all his ways. And the Lord was with him. Therefore, when Saul saw that he behaved very wisely, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he went out and he came in before them. Now, let me give you a little bit of a backdrop to this story. Saul was Israel's first king. And the Philistines were really Israel's chief uh, uh, enemy. There was a Philistine. Everybody know who the Philistine, this big old Philistine. Everybody know who he was. Who was he? Goliath. Everybody know about Goliath. Goliath was a bad dude. I mean, he was, he was big, he was powerful, he was strong, and he put fear in everybody. So David had brothers that was in the military, so Jesse sent David out to say, look, I want you to go out there and see how your brothers are doing. Give them, take, some, take some food to them. David goes over there, and, and, and when David gets over there, now, now all of Israel and everybody, all of Israel is afraid they're scared because they got this big old giant named Goliath. It's kind of like he's the backbone of the whole army. And so they're, they're just afraid. So David goes over there and David, when he gets there, he hears Goliath like talking stuff. And he says, uh, who is this dude? I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Who, who, who is this dude going to think he's going to talk about and defile the armies of the living God? I'm going to feed that man's flesh to the birds of the air, and I'm going to chop off his head. And David did exactly that, took a little slingshot, hit the giant in the head with a stone, killed him, chopped off his head just like he said. So here now, David and everybody else, they're headed back, right? They're going back, and they're dancing, and they're singing, and everybody's excited. Why? Because God just gave them a great victory. I mean, and how many know we need to rejoice when God gives us a victory? So let's uh, look at a couple of points I want to make. So if you got a pen, I'll give you a couple of bullet points, and we're going to learn from this. First point is this. Jealous per- a jealous person struggles with celebrating someone else's success. Why is that? Because they view that person as a threat. See, because of his jealousy, Saul could not celebrate David's success. Now, what Saul should have said was, you know what? I think, God, look, I don't know about you, but if I, got, if I got David in my camp, that boy who can fight, I'd be like, man, praise God. I got David. He's on my side. No, no. And Saul was fine until he heard that hit record, that song. <laughs> David killed his thousands. No, Saul killed his thousands and David killed his ten thousands. And when Saul heard that, Saul got mad. He couldn't celebrate David's success. How many know, how many know that a leader, a secure leader, will affirm the success of his subordinates? 
See, if you're secure in yourself, you affirm somebody else's success. If you succeed, brother, praise God, then that means we all succeed. So, so as you benefit, I benefit too. Are you hearing that? So insecure leaders can never maximize the growth of others because they are too concerned about themselves and their own position. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? Let me say that again. Insecure leaders can never maximize the growth of others because they are too concerned about themselves and their own position. So in, in this particular instance, we, we, we see that, that while, while everybody else was dancing and shouting, all of a sudden Saul got stuck. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? What Saul should have been doing is, he, listen, he should have been rejoicing like the rest of them, but all he kept hearing was that, that song because it tapped into something that was down on the inside of him that was wrong with him. Are you hearing, it? Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Watch this. Number two, jealous people revert back, watch this, to childlike behavior. Now, what I, here's what I mean by that. They're celebrating dancing, and what, what does Saul say? Look, 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 look up. Here's, here's Saul. <laughs> they said they would kill this 10,000. They could kill my thousand. I mean, why are, they, why, are they, why are they giving him more credit than me? I mean, no, the babies do that. But, but see, jealousy will make you act like a, a fool. It'll make, if you let it control you, you'll act like a kid. You'll sit there and poke your mouth up. Well, look, I know you're sitting there saying, well, that ain't me. How many know we do it in church all the time? Nobody never recognized me. Nobody never came and pat me on the back. Look at what I did the other day. He didn't recognize me. He didn't treat me like that. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Am I, am, I, am I touching on something this morning? Come on. Come on. Talk back to me. Don't sit there like it. Come on. Talk back. Come on. Somebody's going to get, we're going to get delivered in this house. Come on. We're going to get delivered in here. Because I want there to be an authentic rejoicing when any of us get blessed in the house. No one, we don't need nobody. How many know it's childish? Well, nobody, listen to me. How many know that the Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love? If somebody don't pat you on the back, it's all right. Don't get all upset because somebody didn't speak to you today or somebody didn't pat you on the back. Come on, you're not, you've got to be more secure than that. Are you kidding me? You're going to get mad. You know, there are people that will walk out of the church and leave. Because they didn't recognize me. That's, ain't that what Saul did? He did? Listen, and people who are like that, they don't see the big picture. The big picture was, brother, your nation just got delivered. The big picture was, brother, you just defeated an enemy. The big picture was, man, look what, look what God did, but he couldn't see it. Because jealousy caused you to have a very small mindset, and you focus on the, you major on the minors. Stuff that don't really matter. Why everybody else is rejoicing about what God is doing, and you are in the corner. I wasn't speaking in tongues, by the way. All right, number three. Jealous people will keep their eye on a person they view as a threat. Isn't that what Saul did in verse number nine? The Bible said, watch this. So Saul eyed David from that day forward. 
See, Saul, Saul, the anointing on David's life. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? Let me tell you something. If somebody is anointed by God and they are flowing in what God has called them to do, can I give you some advice? Your best bet is to leave them alone. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? Here's what I'm trying to say. If God has called them and if you see the hand of God on them, let, let them alone. Why? Because if you, if, you try to, if you think you're fighting them, you're not really fighting them, but you're fighting who? Watch yourself. Watch yourself. See, see, Saul now, because he views David as a threat, he's, he's like this every day. He's watching. The Bible says he Adam that it wasn't a move that David made that Saul wasn't like this. <laughs> what is he up to? What is he trying to do? What is he trying to take from me? What, I mean, what, 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 what? I don't trust him. What are you up to? Isn't it amazing how jealousy always is have a suspicious spirit? Yes. It's always suspicious. It's never at rest. There's never any peace to it. So Saul, Adam, looked at him. I mean, you know, I mean, that's why the Bible said that David behaved himself wisely. Because let me tell you, you know, David, you know what that means? David knew that Saul was a fool. David just, David said, brother, you're tripping, brother, but I'm moving on with what I got to do. So David behaved himself in a way that he made sure that he honored God. Don't let people pull you down in their dirt. You let them wallow in their mud themselves. Now, if they want to get delivered, stick a hand and help them up. But if they don't want to, then brother, I ain't going down there with you. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? I'm here to help you. I'm ready to pull you up out of that. But if you want to stay in that, if you want to stay in control of that spirit, I got the brother got to go. Look at the name. Say, I got to go. Look at the name. Say, I got to go. I got to go. See, number four, look at this. Jealous people convince themselves to think that someone is trying to take something from them. Now, now, here's what I'm saying. Now, hear me. Are y'all still listening? Say amen. I, I say they convince themselves. Now, I, I, I will surmise that Brother David was just flowing in his anointing. David is just flowing in his gift. God has called him to do something. David just, look, I'm just trying to help somebody. You know, I see Goliath over there. David, listen, when David went to the battlefield, David wasn't going over there to fight. David was just over there to help. He saw an opportunity. He said, God has gifted me. I Look, I killed a lion. I killed a bear. I'm anointed to fight. I see somebody tormenting the, the folks of God. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to step in and help because God has gifted me that way. David is just flowing in his anointing. David is just all day. Listen, David ain't what? David ain't trying to sabotage nobody. David ain't drawn up no plans. He ain't set up no coup and say, hey, y'all know what? We need, to, we, need, we need to dethrone Saul. David ain't, there's no record that David did anything like that. But in Saul's head, yes. in his head, everybody say in his head. Yes. He devised the movie and he kept playing it all the time. And you know what the movie was? The movie was, uh, uh, they're trying to take, he's trying to take my throne. David wasn't even thinking about the throne. David knew God had anointed him, but David wasn't going to, listen, David knew how to wait for God. David was says, look, he was going to be faithful whatever God called him to do. David was faithful to the king. And Saul was crazy in the head. Literally. It was all in his head. 
See, jealous people, they convince themselves. You ever see some folks walking around and, and they're just jealous? And, and the other the people that they're jealous about, they're just living their life, man. They just, they, like, what's wrong with you? What's up? They don't even have a clue what's going, what's going on with you, brother. What's going on with you, sister? They're trying to figure out why, why you're upset. Well, I, you know, you over there, all these pictures. Mind is going. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. God will allow certain things to happen. How many know God allows Satan to do stuff? But you choose whether or not you want to be controlled by that spirit. It's your choice. It's your choice. Is this helping anybody today? So Saul, so, so Saul was in his own mind. It was a fantasy. It was a dream that was not based in reality. And this brother was just really in a bad place. Number five, jealousy left unchecked can lead to murder. Now, we all know of, we've heard of situations where there's been, I'm talking about unhealthy situation where you got, you know, for an example, you got a husband that is jealous over his wife and he abused and beats his wife. The wife haven't done anything wrong. She hasn't been stepping out. But again, he's what? All this stuff is where? In his head. It's in his mind, right? And see, this is why the Bible says, how many know the love walks in truth? Can I give you something else? Just make sure that you get the facts. It used to be a TV show. It used to come on years ago. They used to say, get the facts. I don't even know what it was, but somebody go research that. They said, get the facts. Just get the facts. Let me tell you, the devil is always suggesting stuff, and people get in more trouble because they don't have facts. It's all suspicion. If you don't know, doggone it, ask the question. Do you like me? Because I feel like you don't. Do you like me? I'm just saying, you might be surprised what you hear. Are, are y'all listening to me this morning? Yes. See, that thing can lead. See, here it is. Saul, David, was, David was just, he was performing his duty, and, and all of a sudden, and look at verse number 10. And it happened, in the same chapter, and it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the house. He was a rage, is what he was. So Saul played. Watch this. So David played with music in his hand, with his hand, as at other times, but there was a spear in Saul's hand. Watch it. And Saul cast the spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. And David had to run. Now, now, come on, brother. What's up with this? You see what that jealousy did? See, maybe, see, perhaps maybe the person won't try to kill you physically, but you know when the person is controlled by their spirit, they'll try to sabotage your ministry. They'll try to kill what God is doing in your life. And see, and sometimes when God reveals it to you, just walk wisely. Just walk in the anointing, walk in favor. You know, listen, how many know that the way you overcome evil is by doing what? Spiritual principle. Don't fight evil with evil. Like I said before, don't get in the mud with people because some of you got folk on your job. Come on, somebody. Some of you got folks on your job. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. They just live in this. Now, they're in the world, but you're supposed to know better. I mean, I got people at the, the place I work at, man, they're jealousy. I mean, jealous, I mean, jealousy flying all over the place. Everybody upset at somebody about something because you took something that I'm supposed to have. And, and here you are, you're supposed to be the light of the world, and then you lend them your ear. And you feed that spirit. Shame on you. 
Shame on. Don't feed it. Don't feed it. Turn them to God because a jealous spirit left unchecked will hurt somebody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In more than one ways. Number six, this is the last one. A person controlled by a jealous spirit is unstable. Oh, David, call David in. How many know David was a musician? He was a worshiper. David could play. He could sing. I, I like David. David was a war. He could fight, boy. I mean, if you had a war, you had a fight, man, you want, you want David on your side. The boy, the boy was a bad dude. But David had a tender side to him. David knew how to worship. He'd pick, he'd pick up his little strings and he just, uh, and Saul would say, hey, David, come on over and play. And when David would play and worship, Saul would be like at ease. Then it's like he got his eyes closed. He's just listening. He look at, open the eye, look at David. And it's like, boom, all of a sudden, hold up. You love me one minute and you hate me the next. You ever met a person like that? It seemed like who's controlled by jealous spirit. One minute it seemed like, hey, everything's good. And you think, oh, okay, maybe it's just a bad day. Then next minute, you know, it's like, All over the place, unstable. How many know Saul was unstable? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? One minute David played boy, boy. I mean, he was, and how many know Saul chased David for years? He ended up dying, and David ended up taking the throne. But how many know Saul destroyed himself? And jealousy destroyed him, his own insecurity. And he was so unstable. One minute, he was, telling, he was telling his son, he said, Jonathan, I'm not going to, I'm going to leave David alone. And one minute, he was like, I'm going back. And the next thing you know, that spirit jump up on him again, and he, I'm going to get him. How many know, unstable. So how many, you got to watch it. Now watch this. So watch this. So how do, how do we overcome, and I'm, I'm about to close this, but how do we overcome the unholy spirit of jealousy? Because Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that, when you walk in love, you don't walk in jealousy. So if I know if I'm, if I'm walking in jealousy, I'm not loving nobody. I know that. So how many know we're still talking about love? We're talking about the attributes of love. And watch. So how do I overcome? How do we overcome the unholy spirit of jealousy? Number one, we need to acknowledge the emotion. Acknowledge it. How many know that one of the best gifts that you can give yourself is to be honest with yourself? <laughs> Confess to God and pray that God give you a pure heart. Acknowledge. Everybody say acknowledge. The Bible says, confess your sins and God is faithful and just to forgive. Then watch this. Pray for and support the person that you are jealous of. Everybody say pray for. Pray for them. In other words, pray that God bless them. Pray that God help them. If this is, is an emotion that you're, you're feeling coming on, then just pray for them. Pray for the person. If you, I, I, you know, all of us have been in, in, in points in time in our life where we had that jealous emotion try to come over us. Some of us just allow the thing to take over our lives. Some folk know what to do. They pray and they reject the spirit and they, and they just keep on they walk in love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we got to pray and support. In other words, I'm going to pray for that person. If, I, if I'm sitting here, let's just say, for example, if I'm jealous over destiny, I'll just use my daughter. That way nobody will say I'm talking about them. So, because destiny, she's my daughter. I can do it. So, if, 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 if for some reason I'm, I'm, I, I start to feel these emotions of jealousy over destiny, you know what I do? I'm, I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to get on my knee and say, Lord, I want you to bless destiny. And God, I want you to use her mightily in your kingdom. But then you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to tangibly support her in any way that I can. Because 
I'm going to fight. I'm not going to allow myself to be controlled because we're all sinners. How many know Satan is always making suggestions? Am I right about it? You're human. You have a natural default. That's why you got to put your flesh on the altar every day and beat the thing down. You're going to have the emotion. It's what you do with it. Are you hearing me? Are you going to live in it and be controlled of it with it? Or are you going to walk with God? That's the difference, right? So I'm going to pray. I told you that one brother I prayed for uh, I, I, uh, uh, years ago, a, a good friend of mine, and this was back in the early 90s. I've been saved like maybe a hot, maybe two years. And uh, he and I were tight. I mean, we were like brothers, man. We loved the Lord. All we did was talk about God. And all of a sudden, I kept seeing that brother getting promoted. He got promoted to like an a, a elder at the church. And I just felt like some stuff on the inside of me. Nothing happened, but I just felt like some stuff. So you know what I did? I went to the brother. I said, I said, brother, um, I said, man, I said, I said, I want to confess something. He said, I, he said, what's wrong? I said, I got these jealous feelings in me, man. He looked at me, yo, oh, oh really? Oh, I, I never knew. Now, for me, it was important. I didn't act on it, but I felt with the enemy trying to tempt me with that spirit, I felt like the best way to overcome it was to expose it because the enemy works in secrecy. He whispers. The enemy always, y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? The devil always whispers and works in secret. He, he whispers to you. So one of the ways that you expose the enemy is you bring truth forward. You just tell, I said, and now he had no clue. We hugged each other and we cried. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. We cried and we hugged each other because I had determined that I ain't going to be controlled by no jealous spirit. Not one second. And, 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 and so, so, you know what? Me and that brother, we were still tight. Nothing changed. Our relationship progressed. I supported him. I love him just like I still love him today. And lastly, you need to rejoice and share in their success. Well, Pastor, I don't feel like it. So? (laughs) You know, one way to overcome your feelings is to do what the Bible tells you to do. And eventually, your feelings will catch up. That's what I've always, that's the way I walk. I mean, I'm telling what I live. I mean, there's some things I don't feel like doing, brother. Since I'm telling right now. But I do what the Bible says. And at some point, it becomes me because I'll allow God to do what he want to do inside of me. We, we sung that song this morning, River Flow. How many know that you got to let that thing flow? You got to open up. You got to pull, you got to pull down the barriers. You got to do it. Because if we're going to be a people that is really going to perfect love. Uh, now, this is why God has, God, has, God has given us his word. We can't be, allow ourselves to be controlled by a jealous spirit. Can I say this to you? And I'm, and I'm closing. Can I say this to you? God right now is, is repos- he's really positioning Foundation Church to make a, a bigger impact. Everybody say bigger. Bigger impact in our community. This, this is what God is doing. God is positioning this church. There's a shift and there's a movement. And let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit has spoke very clearly to me. Very clearly. There's some shifting and there is some movement because what God is going to do, he's really, he's preparing us to go to a whole nother level. So with that, we got to put the flesh, we got to kill the flesh now. Because if you're not careful, you'll get mad and poke your lips off and say, well, I was supposed to be that or this. Well, no, no. You need to look at the, everybody say big picture. We cannot think of it. We got to think of it. Man, it, it, it's, it's about God. What do you want us to do in this community? How can we change the world? Are you hearing me, church? 
That's what we're trying to do. And I know that this is a soft spot for all of us. But you don't need to fear. You don't need to worry. You just need to put your faith and trust in God and love your brother and sisters with the love of Christ with everything you got. And God will put you and plant you right where you need to be and you will be fruitful wherever God's called you. Are you following me? That's why you're going to be fruitful. So you need to, we need, we, need, we need to accept that. We need to flow into that. Because this is a season when God is rearranging us and positioning us for growth, to reach a community, to save, to seek, to make a difference. You know, that's what the, the Gideon's thing was all about. It's about changing lives. This is what we're trying to do. How many know that at some point, how many know that we're going to really change the world? I mean, no, we, we, can't, we can't play with the devil. We got to, listen, we got to be firm. We got to be strong. We got to move on. Y'all know what I mean when I say move on? We got to move on to bigger and better things as a people. We can't stay stagnant. We cannot allow ourselves to be controlled by something that will sabotage what God is trying to do. Our spirit, we, listen, walk in love. Walk in it. Walk in it every day. Deny your flesh every day. Put it on the altar. And do me a favor, spend a little bit of time with the Lord before you even walk in this place every day, before every Sunday before you come in. Actually, you should do it every day wherever you go, but particularly because I want you to be hearing from God. We need to hear. God is preparing us. So it's going to require people that will walk in authentic love. The next move that God is doing is going to require authentic love, which means there will be no jealousy in the house. There are going to be nothing but go, go. Go. How many just want to live in an environment? You want to live in an environment where all I hear is, you go, you go, you go. It's like Benny, you see somebody run to the finish line. It's like, go, 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 go. And I want it to be something that's live on the that is deep down on the inside of us. That is real. Gosh, I'm so glad that God has blessed you the way He's blessed you. This is what God is doing. Run from jealousy. Don't let it control your life. We're not in competition with each other. There's no competition in the body. How many know we're all on the same team? I don't care what the devil say. We're on the same team. We're on the same team. So we got to love each other so that we can change the world. Don't let the devil conquer, split, and divide. Let's not do that. Let's walk in love. And we'll make a difference. And all the world will know. And it starts right here in Stafford County. Every head is bowed, every eyes closed.